Good morning and welcome back to my podcast, What She Wants. I'm your host, Mandy, and this is the freak show that I call my life. Bam! So, <laughs> so it's been two years now. I apologize for not keeping up better with making episodes. We just have gone through so many changes in the last two years. The last time I talked to you guys, um, we were being pushed out of Richmond by the cops who did not like, I guess, our style and our intelligence level. We we weren't what they thought we should be because we live full time in an RV. Who knew? Who knew I had to be some type of way for police? I thought that happened only in Nazi Germany. I guess I was wrong. It happens in America a lot. And I am so proud that when I logged on for the first time in two years, I did it to show someone else how easy podcasting was and how um, the app works. And when I seen the 260 something, you know, listens to my last episode, I was just in awe. Like, really, someone wanted to listen to what I had to say and what I was venting about. And there was a lot of you. And I feel, I feel so viral. Like, for real, I feel like, you know, this message hit home. And I, I am amazed and grateful that someone wanted to listen to me. I hope that whatever I ramble about on my episodes really makes a big difference in our communities. I hope that you listening are a community leader and you're taking these words that I'm saying to heart. Y'all, we wasn't always on the side of the road. We've had homes. We've had homes where dope heads are um, idolized and given, you know, infinite reprieves while hardworking families who are just poor take the brunt of judgment and I'm tired of that I'm tired of living up under those circumstances no I wasn't even raised poor (laughs) my husband yeah but me no my granddaddy taught me just to be simple that we don't need we're chasing out all these material things and I don't care what walk of faith you walk every walk of faith teaches you humility and not to be chasing all this worldly crap and that's exactly what we do we chase worldly crap you are not successful unless you have worldly crap you are not a good person unless you have worldly crap and I think that is crap so on my my two years since we've you know, since I've podcasted, you know, obviously I was pregnant um, the last time. And so we had a healthy baby boy. I named him Hardy. So welcome, Hardy. On um, In just a few days, he will make his second birthday. And so considering that I really, really love doing this, I loved podcasting. And like really just putting my thoughts and my feelings out there 
even if no one was listening, it, it gave me a feeling like, you know, maybe I wasn't in a boat by myself somewhere <laughs> sinking. And so, again, I'm really thankful for, for what I came back to. And I hope to progress from here. I hope that because out of 268 people only two people subscribe that you'll go through and you'll subscribe and you'll listen to me and I promise that at this point in myself that I am um, trying to be better at the podcasting thing I you know want to be more professional and not ramble and really just I, I want to hit some good community issues is what I really would love to do you know we experience a lot we experience police harassment I was behind black lives matter you know black lives do matter poor lives matter poor lives matter you know there's there's a lot and and I'm going to talk about it maybe not all in one episode but I'm gonna keep coming back I am gonna keep we're gonna keep talking about this stuff because you know I feel like when all of the riots kicked off last year that I wasn't out in the protest, you know, I was on the social media making a campaign, I was trying to do my part to spread the word across the nations because we have been victims of police harassment. I mean, my husband has almost lost his life because of stupid moves made by cops who think they know everything. And I just could imagine that had we, you know, been a darker shade, we would have lost our lives that day. My kids would have been orphans growing up in a system. And I don't think it's the color of our skin that saved us that day. I really don't. I think it's the fact that my husband's 6'6 and 365 and that hoe fell in a ditch with her gun drawn. You know, I think that's what saved us is that she fell. She fucked up because that's how smart she was. She shouldn't have even pulled us over that day. You know, she made a judgment because she seen my old rusty truck and my old rusty trailer. And, you know, what woman would like and be happy with old rusty stuff? Well, she must be on drugs. They must be drunks to not care about how they look. Nah, really, in all honesty, I care about what makes me happy, what makes my children happy, what makes my husband happy, that makes our family happy. What anyone else thinks or says or wants me to be, uh, that's for the birds. I'm not trying to impress anyone else. I impress my husband well enough to make him my husband. That's that's the concern that I have. You know, I impress my God well enough to to be in his graces you know I those are the things I work for not what my fellow man thinks of me so great we get subject to judgment and I told my husband because we left California went back to our hometown of in Louisiana and I love my Louisiana people you really helped us to make a large comeback in our life yes I am the cotton candy lady 
I've been selling cotton candy and taking care of our family during all of this pandemic. We didn't qualify for unemployment, so we didn't get those benefits. Um, we didn't get the PPE loan because we're not scammers. <laughs> we didn't deserve that. We, it wasn't for us. We didn't, um, you know, we barely got the the stimulus, you know, we had to file taxes this year to claim the rest of the money and still don't have it. But, you know, we make cotton candy and I'm not trying to live off my government. I'm not trying to live off my community. I'm trying to make a product that people enjoy and they want to come buy from me. So I thank you to everyone along my journey who bought cotton candy. I'm still selling cotton candy. We've moved from Louisiana. So again, I'm thanking my hometown um, folks and my, my hometown supporters to say that, you know, we did it. I appreciate the support 100%. I'm so glad that you enjoyed my product. I wish that I could have been a little more professional in what I'm doing. You know, those are my goals now is to make my candy a professional thing and um, maybe distribute it in Louisiana so you can see the cotton candy ladies. But that's not what we call it. We call it Sweet Daddy D's. And that's after my eight-year-old. <coughs> Excuse me. So I, um, I hope to make sweet daddy d's a lot better and i hope to get it down there so you can see what your investment in a family did because that's all we really needed we need it for some people to love us and invest in us and i'm not saying that our fellow friends and supporters in california wouldn't have done the same thing but this is a lot larger of a scale in louisiana that I had than I could have had in California and I truly believe that so I am I'm thankful I am in my new town in Montana now um, we live still in our RV isn't that amazing oh, it's a wonderful home um, and I live in the mountains I live in this beautiful town right outside of Yellowstone and it's it's very amazing we made this transition about um, today makes two weeks ago that we left um, Louisiana so again I am very thankful for how far we've come we've worked our butts off to get here and um, Again, you know, it's really like this. So when we got back to Louisiana, because I'm going to keep on this theme about police harassment, you see, uh, on a lot of different things and topics. But see, even when we got back to Louisiana and I stood there with my sign and my pole, I'm not begging for change. I'm not asking, um, you know, because I'm homeless and helpless and hopeless. And No, my sign says something good. My sign says that nothing good comes without sacrifice, period. Other business owners could feel my pain. My sign said that we have a choice to make on the way that we perceive our circumstances determines the outcome. I chose joy. I chose to be happy about what I was doing. Love that. I told people that I was selling cotton candy. 
hey, hey, isn't that a legitimate thing a business does? Like, advertise your product? We did have the police come and harass us twice. One guy just pulled through the parking lot and shouted out across, you know, hey, you can't do that. You got to leave. So we left. The next guy came and threatened to take my kids into CPS custody and have me arrested and taken to the parish and, um, you know, yada, yada, yada. And again, I got mad. <laughs> I got really mad. I cussed him out, like the end of it. But again, because this is my hometown, there are people that I grew up with there. There are people who have known me my whole life who, when I talk to him, how's it been? Oh yeah, that that cop with the city, you know, he's not worried about the dope fiends. You know, you could do dope all day long and he don't care. He is not trying to arrest you for possession or distribution or none of that. He doesn't get, you got the green light. But a family who's trying to make something out of nothing and turn it into a legitimate business, no, they need to be harassed and they need to be threatened and they need to be put in jail. Well, you know, the cops stopped harassing us. I don't know which one of my fellow friends that I talked to or my supporters, um, you know, again, I'm thankful for because it, a lot of them understood exactly where I was. I was coming from the bottom. And, you know, hey, they wanted to see me rise. And we did. And it was it's a wonderful experience this way to experience human kindness. And I am thankful that I was the one who received it. So um, whoever went and made that change, I am, I'm truly thankful for it because even the sheriff came and bought candy from me, multiple officers. And I am thankful for all the sheriff's officers who looked me straight in my face to see if I was going to get scared because of your badge and your uniform. Because if I had been on drugs, I would have got scared. But I'm not on drugs, so you're just another person to me. You're another woman to me. You're another man to me. Uh, you bought my cotton candy and you respected me for that. And I respected you. And that right there, that's where it comes down to. It was awesome. It is awesome. So do I believe that all officers are bad? No. I believe all officers are human. So once we acknowledge that our officers are not superheroes, they're not above us, they do not have a special ability from God to be immune from being human and human error, then we can start talking some real strategies. But even BLM, you guys are talking about them like that badge gives them some kind of massive intellect that none of the rest of us have. You're talking about them as if they're, you know, some kind of separate force from the rest of us humans. They're not. They're humans. We're humans. We're all humans. All of us. And we better start figuring that shit out. Because our world, it's, it's amazing. And I really swear to God that he is trying to get our attention. Whole state of California on fire. He sent more hurricanes to Louisiana than ever in the history of the state. You know, the blizzards. Oh, y'all thought in those y'all was exempt. God was telling you, I'm going to freeze you out. 
I'm gonna freeze. I'm gonna freeze that out of you. I'm gonna make you pay attention to me. And still, still, I have yet to hear that from anybody that says, oh, "Yo, maybe God's trying to get my attention about something." Let me pay attention. No, let me give him some. Let me give him some attention. Because, um, again, there's not a whole lot changing. And the people who are on the fronts of these movements that we see them talking every day, they're trying to get rich. They're trying to make some money. Not that I blame them. Not that I blame them. What I do blame them for is being blinded by the money instead of the cause. You know, let's, let's start talking some real talk. Let's start talking some real things about the change that needs to happen. You know, to heck with the, the BS. There's officers need to be educated better. Yo, I travel a lot. We were traveling hauling motorcycles since, what, 2014? And um, something I've noticed about officers is that if they wear a state officer's uniform, so like Louisiana has state police, um, California has highway patrol, um, it's different for each state as to what they call their state force. Those guys have more requirements to become an officer. And um, in turn, they also use a better sense of judgment about what they're doing and the calls that they make when they're on the side of the road. And I appreciate state trooper can pull me over any time because we're going to have a real conversation and we're going to talk about things logically and they have the education to back that now these local yokels your city and your sheriff's offices you know i find it like this your sheriff's office is the good old boys and the city police is they're just flunkies they're lazy fat flunkies who don't want to do anything but take the easy road and I'm sorry if you are either one of those. Change yourself. Change yourself. Take, take, take my words and realize that you, aren't you your brother's keeper? Isn't that what you tell us? So why aren't you keeping your brothers? You know, where, where, where does it start and end as to what we're supposed to be doing? Oh, we have to do it, but you don't? You know, I don't, I don't believe in that shit. No way, shape, or form. And I could say a lot of bad things about things I know about city police officers under investigation and sheriff's officers that are under investigation in multiple states. Like, I could travel through a city, put on the news, and city and state, I mean, um, city and sheriff are going to be up there. And they're going to be, like, trying to salvage their reputation. Well, honey, it's already tarnished. Yo, those of us who are real people, who live, we know about you. There's no, no getting around it. Change yourself. It's time to take Michael Jackson's um, you know, song to heart. It's the man in the mirror, baby. You better get it up there and look at yourself and take the log out your own eye because I can't take it out for you. I'm not going to be the one. But I have prayed to God every time that I get fucked over by a cop that God takes that cop and does something with him. That my heart is vengeful. 
and I thank him that he is made I, he made me to feel like him so first testament told me that he was vengeful too but he gives forgiveness so you you deal either you're going to give them compassion or you're going to give them vengeance and then we wonder well, why does all this bad stuff happen to us well, I mean, come on. Again, guys, we got to start paying attention to this crap. You know, we got to start being people. And we have to remember that we are all people. I don't care if you went to college or not. I'm educated. My four-year college degree got fucked off by my mom. So I got educated all the way up until that point. But I had educated. I had put this, I put this work in for myself to educate myself. It's not like, you know, I miraculously got some degree and all of a sudden I was smart. I didn't pay a astronomical tuition bill and, ooh, I was educated. Again, that's not how it works. You got to put in the, the time and the effort because real knowledge is, you know, experience and learning. You know, what do you know about the world around you? You know, so you know what your state tree is? You know what your state flower is? No, most of us don't. Most of us don't. I have sat in jails and asked somebody, what's the highest elevation in your town? Oh, yes, Arkansas, I'm talking about you. What is the highest elevation in your town? You're in the middle of the Ozark Mountains. What's the highest elevation here? Do you know that not even the doctor, the head nurse, could tell me at the hospital? Not even. Not even these predominant people in our community could tell me about their own communities. How sad is that? How sad is that for us as humans? The, even the people we praise and idolize, they're really not people to praise and idolize. They don't have wisdom. They don't have experience. All they have is money. Money doesn't make you smart. As a matter of fact, usually the more money you have, the stupider you act with it. Case in point. I could case in point a lot of people. Famous people, you know, politicians, their kids. Hey, even in my own hometown, you know, once upon a time I had a friend girl, and that's who she dated. She was the Victoria's Secrets model. You know, she wasn't a model, but that's what she wore. That was her name brand. And guess what? <laughs> she was out doing dope with the judges' sons. Hmm? getting down with the children and the doctors all the predominant people the politicians <coughs> you know it doesn't make you money doesn't make you smart mm. it just gives you more of that worldly crap you know that shit everybody's chasing that we don't need to be chasing whatever you like crap great the crap is getting crappier so it's gonna break on you it's not gonna last long there's no real quality to it mm.
I meant what I said in that last podcast. We have to make ourselves great again. There's no politician that's coming to save us. The government doesn't have our best interest at heart. They have our money at heart. They have our economy at heart. That's what they have at heart. All of them. It doesn't matter which one. You could pick them all. All of them have the same same motivation behind what they're doing, the legislation they're passing, you know, the lobbying they accept. It's, it's all the same. You know, I was taught that money was the root of all evil, and the people who are chasing money must be evil. But they put it on the poor people who don't have no money, that they are the evil ones. They turned it around on us. You know, when did that happen, and how did we let that happen? How did we, how do we call ourselves smart, wise, or educated, and we don't see the simplest of things, that people who don't have money, they're the root of all evil. Oh, that must be the thieves and the criminals, right? They stole something because they didn't have. You know, my husband's dad got arrested for stealing some cheese. (laughs) When the cop that arrested him asked him, well, you got some money? You know, he looked at him and said, if I had some money, you think I'd be stealing? Some of us do things because we want stature. We want to keep up with the Joneses. So we got to steal the latest gaming device. No, it's not how it's supposed to work. But this is what's put in our hearts, that evil intent that comes from money. (laughs) You know, this is this vicious cycle. This is the generational curse. Huh? Who heard that? This is the generational curse. We can't function together as a family the way we were created to be. To be besties. You know, what is wrong with us? Really, what is wrong with us? So, now, I'm just happy at this point to be building into something better for my kids we have um different products we've taken classes to um better you know get some professionalism in a sense in it do i have to chase it this way no why do i do it of course for community commune for um being aesthetic to the eye because i'm tired of being all oh, that poor family in the camper those poor kids my kids are rich they've been to half of the states in the union let me say that again my children have traveled to 20 states in the united states I got out and I showed them. Don't be scared to step out. Don't. You want to raise some smart kids? You got to give them some life experience. That doesn't come from a textbook. I learned it best when my stepdad was in the military. I was about 13-ish to like 17-ish, right? Yeah, his career didn't last long in the military. And um, they were talking about... Um, their officers, their ranking officers, and how they hated the lieutenants. Lieutenant is a young officer rank. Young men, women take that rank. Um, 
most of them don't have experience in the field. You're trying to tell some body who's got massive experience in the field how to run that strategy. Mm. But the E4 who has experience in the field, he knows how the strategy is flawed. You know, but because you're a lieutenant, that makes you somebody. You got a extra gold on your uniform, so that you must be smarter. You know, and it causes conflict in the ranks. Experience. Talk to me from experience, from what you know. You know, I understand you want to lead somebody. Are you going to lead your family? Are you going to lead, you know, your community group or whatever you have been called to lead? Speak to me from experience because, you know, my 10-year-old has as much experience. My 8-year-old has as much experience. We've shown them. You know, if you're trying to raise some kids, you want them to have some experience, take them to see some stuff. Mm. You do not fully understand a body of water until you go and look at it. Put your feet in it. You know, if you're an adventurer like me, take a boat in that. You know, let's get it up there. Let's go explore the water. Let's go explore what we've got. God gave us a lot to to work with. That's not our job. <coughs> Excuse me, and I see that coming out of this pandemic. You know, there are jobs everywhere. Nobody wants to go back to work. That's because America, we we grinded. We grinded until it killed us all. It killed our grandparents. It killed our great grandparents. You know, it ran them in the ground. You know, um, here we are trying to figure your shit out now. How do we get people to come back to work? Let's start taking Sundays off again. Let's make it so town is closed on Sundays. Hello, where we can come together as a group and a family and enjoy, you know, parks. Hello. Do you know how many communities I go to and I go take my kids to the park there and it is not used except by the dope fiends shooting some dope? Sacramento, you're the worst. Baton Rouge, I don't even see people at your parks, bro. Y'all got some of the best parks in the nation with the old slides and nobody even goes to your parks. Why? Why don't we go to parks? Are we scared of what's outside? Must be. Hmm? Mm. It's a place that the police can congregate the dope fiends so that they know what they're doing. And I'm serious about that comment right there. Because that's what you find. I used to have to go through a park and clean it out first. You know, make sure there wasn't no needles left in the slide where the junkie slept last night. Why aren't we doing something about that? You know, why aren't we the people doing something about that? You know, I get addiction. I get it. My dad OD'd. My husband's on methadone for the rest of his life. You know, he's never going to escape that back pain. All you orthopedic surgeons can lie to me and tell me that those rods will fix him. Not at six foot three. I don't believe you. 
I'm sorry, six foot six. I don't believe you. I don't believe that medically, scientifically, your theory works. It's not valid. Give me a neurologist? Maybe. Maybe. We might talk some science and get somewhere. I mean, we are dealing with the nervous system. That's what's causing its pain. Pressing on the nervous system makes irregular electricity worse. Same thing for other addicts. You know, your electricity sensors are all off. And it's in the receptors. It's how you receive things in your brain. And it all runs off electricity. Talk to me about some real stuff. You know, tell me why he, that person became an addict to begin with. Because it wasn't because their mama was not there because she was off on dope too. You know, it is not some blame game that we have. It is this, the person and the decisions that they chose to make and how it affected their body after with, and oh my God, here we are. We're back to the same discussions that we were two years ago. Well, these are going to be pertinent topics for our communities until we as a community figure out how to fix this. Our government cannot come up with a plan to fix this. Our community and our police have failed us miserably at trying to fix this, prevent this. You know, hey, doctors in the white coats, mm-hmm. you're our new age dope dealers. You're the ones peddling this crap that gets us all hooked up. Oh, you have some pain? Oh, here's Bill. Oh, you have, you know, high blood pressure? Here's a pill. Here, let me write you a prescription. You need that for your heart. Take it every day. Make sure you take these other 13 too. You know, because it's going to give you side effects. And I'm going to treat your side effects as if you have that disease. Oh, come on, man. Come on. My mom, my mom, my dad's mom was on so many prescriptions that caused her to have all these side effects. When I used to go visit her, what her, what she called visitation was writing me out a list of every diagnosis they had. It was like seven pages fucking long. And I hated it. We called her a hypochondriac. She wasn't a hypochondriac. She was experiencing some real side effects of the medicine that she was prescribed by her local dope dealer. Hmm? Hmm? You know, the list kept going on and on until she got that one doctor who really wasn't about dope and pills. And he was like, why are you taking all this crap? Don't you know this one pill causes the other thing that you're experiencing which is why they gave you the other pill to combat that and then you end up with you know seven pages worth of diagnosis <laughs> and your family calls you a hypochondriac imagine that mm -mm -mm. again here I am I'm gonna get off and stop rambling this morning I just wanted to let everyone know that I I think I'm going to make a comeback on this podcast. And I think that, you know, 
I'm going to to try to make this better too. Make this less rambling and venting and more more something that you would really enjoy to hear. So I hope that you hit the subscribe button and listen as I take this journey because that is what I am truly on, a journey. And I hope that you leave me some comments. Tell me. Tell me if you agree with me. Tell me if you don't agree with me. <laughs> you know, tell me what you want to hear about. Tell me how what you want to discuss. What issues are affecting you? Because I think the issues that are affecting me affect more than just me. And I feel like there's a whole sea of us out there who are affected by the same issues. So let's start talking about them. Let's, let's get them out there. Let's... Let's see if we can impact a real difference in our community. Because I think America, that if we do it, I think the whole rest of the world would follow. You know, be the example of what you want. Yeah, that's what we got to do. We got to become the example. We got to take this in ourselves democracy spread through the whole globe look what we did with just that you know kings and queens run the monarch but the people get a say now there's some sense of freedom in other countries again these are things that we led this is what made us great but we the people did that our great-grandfathers, our great-grandmothers, our ancestors across the board, whatever tribulation they went through, they're the ones who set the stone. They're the ones who knew, fought. You know, I could tell many stories about, you know, my granny in Texas. I will tell you all about her. I'll tell you about my old mama. You know, I will tell you about these wonderful people and the things that, you know, they said back then that are still valid today. Yeah. We're going to discuss them. We're going to. We're going to. So thank you guys all again for tuning in to me. It was an amazing surprise, and I feel like this is a gift. And I think that this gift that helped me to heal will help me to move forward now in the journey that I'm on. Y'all have a great day, and I can't wait for the next episode.